can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Hey guys and gals, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It's Heather on Hump Days with Heather on the Talking Pools podcast. Hope you're having an amazing day today. So I have a treat for y'all guys and gals today. I have Cassandra, who is my office admin slash manager slash right hand slash everything, all of the above. She's been with me for going on 10 years now and she has been amazing. Say hi, Cass. Hi. I'm not doing all this just to butter you up, right? You know that, right? I hope not. But it makes you feel good. <laughs> oh God. We have this, we have this amazing dynamic. I think her and I. Oh, so I'm just gonna tell you kind of the first, the first interaction with her and I. <laughs> so Cassandra, I'll let you take that one. So just from oh. like start one of the interview process <laughs> 10 years ago. Go for it. <laughs> so I show up in a dress, not knowing. You know, that's not the norm for the pool industry. I was just like, okay, I'm going to show up in a dress and like rock this because my resume apparently sucked. Uh, <laughs> so I get there and we literally spend like an hour and a half just talking. Um, and I'm sure they thought I was some nice job because one, I'm in this dress, like this flowery dress in the middle of summer. Um, oh, and Oh, thank you. And uh, yeah, we just sat and talked for like an hour and a half. Um, and then I started and Heather trained me for two weeks and left me by myself in the middle of swim season, not knowing anything about the pool industry and was like, all right, <laughs> sink or swim time. <laughs> I mean, I swam, but um, that it was actually a good kind of a test and introduction to it because if you don't know anything about the pool industry coming in and having to learn it at a fast pace and see if you can keep up with everything it was actually a really good test and a great idea so normally everybody knows me now I'm all about the processes and procedures now and that was when we were first in business like yeah. 15 years ago and I'm like shit I I still have field work and she was our first hire and I'm like, how am I going to train her and do field work as well and get this done? I'm like, this is not possible because Chris and I are in the field. I had pools we're out doing, but I had to have an office staff because it became too much for me. So I told him, like, look, this is the basic stuff. We're going to go through this. So Chris handled it for two weeks. And then I'm like, there you go. Call me if you need me kind of deal. Mm -hmm. And she, um, well, we were working at our apartment at the time. And so she was like a little sketchy she's like this is kind of weird but whatever um <laughs> but that was nice and fun and she her and I you know became really good friends like out of all of the people that I've interviewed it was her and I just hit it off really well you know how like when you interview people you know like you're gonna get along you're gonna do well mm -hmm. this is before I did my disc profiling before I knew what her personality was before I knew about any of that stuff I and Chris was like <laughs> Whenever I remember after the interview with you, because I told him when you were coming in and told yeah. him, he texted me, he's like, are you still in the damn interview with this girl? <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, Heather, it's been like two hours. What the <laughs> fuck are y'all talking about? Everything. I think we covered so much stuff that had work stuff in it and then not work. And yeah, it was oh. just one of those instant click things. It was. It was. So fast forward a bit. So we are like, okay, boss of the wall, getting all the programs set up. We are, you know, it's what I hired first IT as well with John, who is still my IT. It took me forever to hire him though, because, you know, I'm like, I can do this shit myself. And Cassandra was always bitching to like, okay, this issue is going on, but I, why aren't you able to fix it? I'm like, I'm in the field. I can't explain how to fix IT in the field. Right. So finally... <laughs> John convinced me to hire him. So we did that. So that helped her out a lot. 
because one even of the though- best decisions you ended up making. I know it's so much nice now, so much time freedom. So guys and gals, if you think that you have time, if you're, even if you're, you know, two polars, hire IT to help you with your shit, because the amount of time it takes you to either YouTube, figure it out or whatever. Now my background's in IT, so I don't have to YouTube and figure out most of the stuff, but some of the shit, of course, we still need to. And I'm just like, John's like, how much time are you actually spending doing this stuff? Whether it's doing it yourself or YouTubing or whatnot. So it's been a, it's been a process. So all the mistakes that we've learned over the last few years have been kind of learning and growing and understanding and how, and Cassandra keeps me kind of humble between her and Chris. And she's like, Heather, now I know you're a bitch, but (laughs) we don't talk to customers that way. Give them to me. (laughs) Only you can call me a bitch. (laughs) I know. No, you called me a bitch. Yeah. You're like, yeah, but I did call you. Okay. So we'll, we'll fast forward to that a bit. Cause there's a backstory <laughs> behind that. Cause it's just hilarious. Like it's just, it is funny now. Now we can laugh about it. Right. Oh. So we'll fast forward a bit and just kind of Cassandra during that process during the first, you know, first phase, we'll start with the first phase. What are some of the things that as a new employee coming in that knew nothing about, you know, the pool industry, mm-hmm. what did we do? Well, what did we suck at? What did you, you know, what would you like to tell other people like that are hiring new people going into the pool industry that don't know anything. So I think the hardest thing for me going into it was not knowing um, chemistry, which I still don't know all that well, only because I didn't, that wasn't what I really did. It was more just with the techs, Um, but learning how exactly to clean a pool and, and how all of that process works, which I did later learn more of that out in the field, but, um, skimmer. Yeah. (laughs) The snake in the skimmer. (laughs) It was just concrete. Um, (laughs) but the, the text, not knowing the different equipment and the different brands and the different parts and all of that and having to call the guy so much while they're in the field asking, hey, is this the correct part or having to hit up our supplier? Hey, can you tell me if this is correct? Um, if the techs and, and our techs through the years have been incredible, but just starting out in the in the industry and not knowing anything, if the techs can not only give pictures with the model number and labels, but also clearly put exactly what that part is for somebody starting out. So they're not having to Google and play the guessing game and hope that it's correct. That goes a long way. Oh, especially on heaters. I remember heaters, even for me, heaters, you know, year, year, years make a huge difference on heaters. As everybody knows, if it's prior to, you know, 2000 or after 2000, you know, especially like the FDNs, there's so many different Part numbers for that. And I, yeah. I remember Chris used to get so mad, even at me. I would, I still do it today. You know, I'm like, yeah. Hey babe. Um, so I know you gave me the label and I, you know, I have all this, but there's two different, whatever, you know, high limits, mm-hmm. like there's a 135, you know, high limit. Mm-hmm. And then there's another one. And so I'm like, which one is it? You just put a high limit. And I didn't know yeah. there was two at the beginning, you know? And so I'm just like, Oh, and then I'm, you know, once I'm training, I'm having to train Cassandra. And then, you know, so it makes, it makes our job as office people, easier to do that because it's one question versus back to back to back to back questions. And then when she's like, okay, I'm not sure. And then if you just take the five minutes, because text y'all do this all day, every day, put the damn part number in there, right? It takes you 10 minutes to do that. So that was huge. It was. I cannot tell you how many different, like I had three on top of the supplier's website, I had two or two other websites from Google that I would go to and constantly toggle between them, just trying to make sure or how many times I ended up sending out a tech to the same house because it was the wrong part. And not only does that waste the office time, but that wastes the text time too and gas and resources and um, just that little bit, even if it is a five or 10 minute extra time to look up the part for the office really goes a long way in the end. Yeah, I think that was really good when we start implementing that. And it was just like, you know, night and day between office, especially once we started growing and having like the five office people in the office and, you know, newbies, especially because, you know, fast forward a bit. So Cassandra is with us, you know, for a little bit. Then we move into this, you know, 5,000 square foot warehouse showroom office. And that was insane. We had 
don't know, Ken, me, and Chris were all sharing one office space. So we had three people in this big conference room. We had um, our accountant in one. We had Stephanie in the reception. We had you in one. We had the other girl that dressed like a hooker. What was, was that Stephanie? Was that Stephanie or was it the black? I'm going to play the fifth on that one. Legit, ladies and gentlemen, this receptionist that we hired. So we split our phone system because we have VoIP, right? So we split our phones into, because we worked with a lot of home warranty at the time. So we, if you were a home warranty client, you got directed over to Ken. If you were, you know, just customer service, you'd get directed to the receptionist. If you needed accounting and billing, you'd go to Cassandra. If you needed, you know, whatever, if you needed technicians, you would get either me or Chris. So, it, you know, we had our technicians, you know, phones split with all of that stuff. And then this in the text would come in the office. Customers would come in the office. Thankfully, we didn't have that many clients that actually came in. You know, we scheduled appointments for those because it was the showroom for remodels and building and that sort of stuff. And then equipment upgrades. So all that. So we had to schedule stuff. We didn't have like drop-ins because we didn't have like chemicals like Leslie's and all that. So, so this girl comes to the office and it was on the day that we had a client coming in. She's dressed literally in stilettos, hooker stilettos, stripper stilettos, a skirt so far up her ass, her ass is hanging out, the tube top thing going on, right? Just to cover her boobs. And I, well, me and my mouth, you know, not saying, please, guys and gals, don't do this because Kim calls the lawsuit. Um, I look at her. I look at Cassandra. Cassandra's like, I don't know what you want me to do, Heather. I'm like, Cassandra, you're the fucking office manager. What the hell do you think you do? So I sit back and I watch this because, you know, my mouth is about to explode. Cassandra's like, you go ahead. I can see you're pissed. So I asked her, I'm like, um, are we um, are we dressing for a hooker? Did you just get off Hired Hind Street? Like, why are you dressed in that? You really think that that's appropriate to come to work like this? And then Charles was there and he oh, was like, Charles is like, damn girl, you fine. And I'm Charles is married with like five kids. And I'm like, Charles, I don't need you getting in trouble with your wife. Chelsea will kill me. You know what I mean? So I told this girl, I'm like, go home, change, come back. She goes home, she changes. But what do you think she changes into? You remember? I don't. I remember it being a shit show that day, but do not remember what she came back in. She just changed tops. That's right. I forgot about, oh my gosh. I think all of us were like, she could not be this dumb. I ended up buying her right then and there because I'm like, in our employee handbook, it clearly states dress code conduct. Like, I don't do business casual. I'm just like, comfortable clothes. That's decent like I don't want to see your nips I don't want to see your ass I don't want to see none of that right we're in a business professional and thank god my client came in at the second time that she had changed not the first time and afterwards that client was like um so what's gonna she's like I noticed she's not here I'm like yeah we we fired her because that's not okay you know um so that can make a company look very bad as well of course yes I was like oh god oh and then I think my favorite one was when um Devin, I think it was Devin. It was either Devin or Charles. I don't remember. Saw the other girl that was just asleep on the damn desk. That was Charles. He recorded it because none of us were there. We were, I think I was picking up parts to go drop off to guys. Y'all were in the field doing work. And Charles, yep, Charles walked in and she is dead asleep. He was back there for good, like, what, 10, 15 minutes banging around because you could hear it. Oh, it was so bad. So we, nobody, the phones weren't ringing. They were ringing to mine because if nobody answers in the office, it rings to my cell and to Chris's cell. And we were like, why is the phones blowing up? Because we have like six lines in our office and everybody should be answering. And this was early, you know, because we allowed certain people to come in at nine, certain people to come in at eight, you know, so not everybody was there at the same time. And this was like seven thirty, eight in the morning when, you know, yeah. Charles in the back getting parts and you know, organizing the truck and whatnot. And Charles just sends me this recording, like, uh, what do you want me to do with this? And he's like, he's literally oh on the desk just banging on it like that. And she is dead. And he's recording this whole thing. And I'm 
<laughs> so, I'm laughing so hard because he is like banging and she is still out. She's not budging. She's just zonked out. And I'm thinking to myself, this girl, she had to be high or something. Like, there is no way you're going to sleep that hard. No. I don't know. So we ended up firing her as well. And I think the my same next day, the same day. I think my next favorite one is the girl that lasted a week and she's, you know, cause everybody wants to be on social media nowadays and their fucking phone attached to their hip. Right. So, and this says in my handbook, you know, you're, if you have your mom and you have kids, I understand, give them the office number if there's an emergency. Right. And you're going to be texting the technicians throughout. And so because of that, like keep your phone with you, because I believe, you know, somebody needs to get a hold of you in case your kids need you. Well, I go through and I'm looking over her shoulder and I'm like, who are you texting? Like, I know you're not texting technicians because they're all in the back. And I was like, is your kids okay? That's the first thought that comes to my mind. Oh, I'm just texting my boyfriend. Okay, about what? Well, that's not your concern. Well, you're on office time and you're not supposed to have your phone. So unless you want to share with class, put it away. She's like, okay. So she puts it away. Not even 10 minutes later, 10 minutes later, she's got it between her legs under her vagina, like shoved in there. And she's got her thighs like kind of covering it. And she's like hunching down, right? She's oh, like gosh. texting. And I'm like, get out, leave. You're done. I'm not, I'm not playing this game. I don't have time for this. Like we just that, had a conversation. That's the same one that popped off to you asking why I get to keep my phone on my desk. And yeah. I, you were like, uh, she's been with me for years. She knows her shit. She's going to get it done. You're just barely starting. Like, I don't have to explain myself to you. And you straight up were like, I do not have to explain myself. You need to go. No. Yeah. Because in you, you're not on social media through the day. And if you are, you're watching your, your movie, not watching it, but you have it for the sound ambient. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, and you watch documentaries and stuff like that and podcasts and all that. So like, I'm fine with that. It's educational, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you. Text, not like I'm, I'm sitting there like texting posting you what I'm eating or stupid oh shit like that. It's or I'll just text sitting you there. weird, stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, the office yeah, the- we're yelling across the office to one another. <laughs> oh, man, the guys would get so mad at us. Like, can y'all please just find some other way to communicate? Because y'all are bothering us hollering and through the office. And that's when we implement a team. <laughs> yep. And then we moved our, our office, office together. Side. Yep. Because everybody was getting so annoyed. Oh God. Yeah. We kicked Ken out, gave Ken his own office, moved you in with Ken, put Chris in his own office. So it was you and me in the office mm-hmm. and we moved the office personnel. Yeah. So that's a hot mess. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So as we grew Cass and as we were training, what's the hardest thing that you had to train office ladies, like all the ladies that you train, what was the hardest thing for you? Um, the hardest thing was, and I apologize. It's, I apologize. Oh, uh, you're fine. From a nightmare. It's okay, buddy. Come here. Oh, Jamie Jam. Come here. Okay. Go potty. I'm so sorry. You're it's fine. up with nightmares lately. Um, the hardest thing had to been trying to teach some employees how to do the basic things such as the emails or um you know how to check a phone like how do you not know how to answer to check a voicemail um but for me i think the hardest part was just because of my personality when we would have to fire somebody that was the hardest one for me Oh, yeah, and I love that. I don't know why I just did. You good with that. I suck at it. I'm like, I don't want to fire I them. think Cassandra only fired I one. I think you only fired one, uh, maybe two people. I two because... fired. Yeah, I fired two. The sleeping girl mm-hmm. and um, a girl that I had known prior. Actually, I ended up knowing both. Just didn't know the sleeping girl that I had until actually known her. her. Well, and, yeah, until we hired her. Only because a family member of mine brought it to my attention that I knew her years ago. And because I was like, do we have grounds to fire her now that I know exactly who she is? And you're like, no, technically we don't. <gasps> Not yet. Anyway, just wait. So I did. And that was the one I actually enjoyed firing. Um, but that was more personal issue that I got to so do that. Yourself, if it's non-personal. It's not personal. Like I it. hate it. Um, if it's personal. Yeah, I'm totally good with it. But um, trying to 
to figure out because each person learns very different on programs, as yes. you know, because you learn completely different than I do. And we have gotten round and round about that oh through God. the years. Mm-hmm. Um, we still do. I'm like, damn it, Xander, YouTube it. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't just watch videos. It doesn't work for me. So trying to learn how to teach somebody and train them when there's each person's style is very different on how they learn and adjusting to that. Mm-hmm. Um, that had been one of the hardest things for me. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's, and like you said earlier, you know, it's funny how we overlook the necessities of basic office stuff. Like when you hire office people, it's kind of like, um, once we realized that we were having issues with that, we started implementing a process where we would, I would run them through office tests. Like I would do a typing test. I would do a basic test with how to copy, how to move, how to do Excel, how to do certain stuff in Word, how to, you know, basically we created this persona of, okay, if you can't pass these tests that are basic office stuff, this is not the right position to you. So during our interview process, we then interviewed, you know, we would have the interview with Cass first. She would be the first thing. And if she okayed you, then it would go to me. And then if I okayed you, then I'd move you on either that same day or schedule the next time to come out to do the typing test. If you pass that, then we move over to, you know, the office test where you basic computer functionalities, right? Copy, paste, move folders over, you know, so on and so forth. And if that passed, then we move over with the disk profiling. So we went to our interview process for our office and we would have certain aspects that we would filter our office personnel back. So that helped Cassandra as she was going through, know exactly what to look for, look at the results. Because if somebody comes in and says, hey, you know, I type a hundred words a minute, they're at like 70% mistakes. Like Cassandra and I both type well over a hundred words a minute and our mistakes are like maybe 10, give or take (laughs) at the, at the most 15, you know, and you're going to have some mistakes when you're, when you're typing that fast for sure. And when you're Tim Keen and of course, so if somebody is going to lie to me at the beginning, I'm like, okay, well either maybe you just had an off day or maybe you got fake nails on or, you know, whatever that may be. Some of these girls have these super long nails, you know, And, um, so these are good ways to weed out people. If you implement the correct processes at the beginning to understand, because everybody knows office staff versus field staff, you're going to have completely different roles for each one of them. So you've got to be able to align your processes and your hiring to be able to cater to that individual that you are hiring for. Like my field techs are completely different, right? Um, so as we grew and we we dealt with that, and then Cassandra kind of was like, okay, so let's move on to when we were both nice, fat, and pregnant. Oh gosh, that was <laughs> that was funny. So we uh-huh. had um I probably about 15 to 20 employees at the time. And I I have to have IVF to have a baby. So Chris and I were in California for a month and a half, two months. Yeah. While we were conceiving and having a baby, because with IVF, if you're not familiar with the process, you have to do shots every day. You have to do ultrasounds every day. You have to do egg retrievals. Then you got to wait three weeks and then your body's <laughs> got to be able to act like it's pregnant. And then you got to put the embryo once it's been, you know, sucked in for the little tube back into your body. And, you know, from there, then you got to wait two weeks with no stress. And let me tell you, everybody knows me. I'm a workaholic. I do not handle the, I can't work for two months mm-hmm. that drives me insane. I, I just can't do it. It's just not me. And so we're gone. I come back home. Half of my office staff were gone. I had three people in the field quit. I'm like, what the fuck happened? So Cassandra's like, you might want to sit down for this. I'm like, why didn't nobody call me? Like, that was my first question, right? And Cass was like, well, honey, you told us not to unless bridges were on fire. I'm like, this considers bridges on fire because half of my fucking staff is gone. We can't run a business with no staff. Like, what the shit, right? So we are getting upset on that. And Chris is like, well, you know, we know how important this is because IVF is not cheap. It's several thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And so I'm just like, okay, we'll come to find out after having my lovely conversation with Ken and Cassandra, 
Cassandra is telling me like the bold truth, right? And Ken's like pussyfooting around it. And I'm like, I don't have time for this, Ken. Like what's going on? Because we lost our two major warranty companies, which is what our business ran off at the time because that's what we did. And after going back and listening to the recordings and going to the emails, Ken basically told them to fuck off and was like, you don't know what the hell you're doing. I'm tired of doing this shit for nothing because, you know, they wanted to go down with margins and all that stuff and, you know, so on and so forth. And, um, you know, so I'm just like, we can't, we can't do that. So we ended up firing Ken. Once I fired Ken, and there was other things too, like he was demeaning the technicians. He was just treating the employees horribly. And, you know, this is all coming from all the employees that quit. So I let Ken go. I called all our people. Thank God all of them came back, except for the office staff that Cassandra said not to call back. Um, She was like, yeah, they were not good. And so by understanding that your leaders make a huge difference in your staffing, you know, like us gone for two months. We trained Ken for two years to get ready for this. Cassandra has been with us at that point for like six years, um, give or take five, somewhere on there. You know, those, those were the two main people that we had trained and ready to go. So they both had authority to hire, to fire. You know, they knew our budgets, you know, Cassandra handled that part. So she knew what we could hire at, you know, so on and so forth. And if we were growing and then come to find out, like all the office staff were like, not office, but the field work were like, yeah, Ken basically told us we were fucking idiots. And he told us that we didn't know what we're doing and we were worthless. And, you know, it was never positive. It was always a harsh environment and it was demeaning and it was bad. Now, don't get me wrong. I've had my share of all that too, because I used to be the same way. Until I had my kid, which I don't know why that changed me, but whatever it did. But Cass and I, you know, she's been working on me for that for years. Think I've done, think I'm doing better now. Thank you. I think we both have come a long way. I know. So it's like 15 years ago, agreeable. Um, oh, so yeah. we'll fast forward that. So just make sure that you have the right people in place, right? Um, yes. and if you start seeing employees <laughs> drop, there's a reason. It's something going on internally, 100 percent You just gotta figure it out and get to the bottom of it. So we're nice and pregnant now. IVF took. Cassandra ends up getting pregnant two months after I did. Yeah, not planned. Not what? Not planned. That's okay. He's still But precious. it all worked out and I love him. <laughs> so precious. <clears throat> he is. Well, picture this when you have two Heidi headstrong people that are pregnant <laughs> around all the guys in the office. Let's put it this way. The guys in the office left 90% of the time in the office. They're like, I'll go do this in the field. They made reasons to leave the office now and go do work in the field. They no longer wanted to be. Well, one day, Cassandra was on the phone with a a warranty. I don't don't even know. It was a warranty company and there was a leak on my car that I did not know was there. And you came barreling in, guns blazing. I'm on the phone. I don't even know this leak exists. Let's let's just hold on. So Heather is a Heidi and she's um very headstrong and and I am too but in a different way. But my downfall is is I am crazy pregnant. Me and pregnancy do not mix. So I'm like a psycho. And so crazy she comes ass. yeah. Yeah. So she comes barely in, guns blazing like screaming at me about this leak that did not even know it's there and how it's going to cost us. And she's like going off and I'm having to mute this warranty company because she is cussing up the storm. And she at some point like was like, quit acting like a bitch. And I'm like, oh, okay. Psycho Cass is about to come out. So she leaves. I tell because uh, we had not, yeah. we were just about to fire Ken, but we hadn't yet. I tell Ken, I said, I'm going to take my lunch break early because I'm no ain't doing this. So it's a Tuesday and our payroll ends on a Tuesday, like our week ends Tuesday. And I was like, you best believe I'm going to take my lunch. I'm going to finish out this day. So I make my 40 hours a week for the week and then I'm done. So I do all that and. I leave, leave my, all my stuff there that. Oh, yeah, we, but you, mi- you missed the funny part though. We were like boss the wall, like arguing with one another about oh, me yeah. calling her bitch. Like, oh, yeah. I can call you, but just to stop 
acting like acting a bitch. A bitch. <laughs> and in my <laughs> mind, my crazy psycho mind, that was the same thing. So then I'm at family dinner that evening and I get a phone call from Chris and Heather. And Heather's like, I'm sorry if you think thought that I was calling you a bitch. And in my mind, I'm like, bitch, that ain't a fucking apology. That's a passive aggressive shit right there. I only did that maybe. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell kind of apology is this shit? Like, hey, I'm it? sorry if you think that. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like outside trying not to lose my shit. And then I end up finding a different job. And a few months later, I get a text from Chris because Heather is not about to call me. And Chris is like, if we give you a raise, will you come back? I was like, we gonna call each other bitches anymore? Because if so, we nope. And he was like, come on, we really need you back. And yeah, I mean, now we call each other a bitch, but it's in a joking manner. Like neither of us are like the backstory of that. Yep. Yeah. So that was we don't count that as Cass's like quitting severance away. Yeah. It was like a three-month like hiatus. Not real. We don't we don't classify it as I ever quit. It was just a hiatus because we were both hormonal as hell. Oh my god. Oh, it was it was insane. It's funny. Oh man. Oh. I honestly wouldn't trade that for anything now though, because it's something we can look back and laugh on. Oh yeah. And it took, I don't know, Cass was gone for four months, I think, before we finally got back. Yeah, and then we had like after we had our baby, you know, and we were maternally like and it was just insane and we ended up bringing both of the babies to work so that we was good because and they're still really good friends and they love each they other are. and it's nice they're yeah so I'm glad. yeah and he's been asking about jay lately so like, why can't i go see jay so anyways anyways yeah, so there. note to self employers <laughs> managers employees when you do stupid shit like i did because we're hormonal like everybody's got bad days and fucking hormones especially mm-hmm. when you're pregnant own up, grow balls, apologize. You know, Cass and I had a long conversation afterwards once we were both, you know, calmed down and everything. And we did. And, you know, it's been great. I don't think, I think that was the one and only like major blow up I think we've yeah. ever had. It's the only one. I mean, we both have our off days where, yeah. you know, you may yell a little and I just sit there in my passive aggressive shit going, okay, Heather. Like whatever okay. crazy bitch. Well, no, I do it to be like, I was doing it simply to be passive aggressive. Yeah. And then I'd hang up the phone. I was like, this bitch. <laughs> but I don't uh, even think that's happened in a while. Like, no. We both have mellowed out really well. Oh, yeah. And figured out kind of what, how to approach different issues that arise in a calm and respectful manner. I think on both yep. sides. And that does take, that does take, I think one, it does take a little time. Yeah. Um, to learn everybody, you know, to learn somebody's uh, personality, to learn your your own personality, because we're always growing and changing um, and learning about ourselves. But to really humble yourself and come back and go, you know what? I approached that wrong and I'm sorry. Right. And it's all about how do you handle resolve it? it? Yeah. How do you yeah. handle it? How do you resolve an issue? How do you grow from it? And not just as an employer, but an employee too. Yeah. 100%. Because like, for me, it took the longest time for me to chill out and not be so boss the wall and everything. And, you know, between you and Cass, or not Cass, but Chris, um, it's been one of those things where I've had to learn how to do it well and or not necessarily well, but just in general, how to do it where I'm not so harsh. Yeah, I guess is a good way to say it because I'm I'm very blunt, you know, as most people know me. And some people take that as, oh, shit, like, what the fuck? Like, because not everybody can access that bluntness and think I'm not yeah. being a total bitch. And you're really not. You're just it, this is what it is. Yeah. And I remember you would get and I I finally stopped doing this I think about seven years in because I would go Heather I have a question and you'd be like just ask the damn question and I'm like why is she so mad that I'm telling her I have a question and you're like I'm not mad just don't ask me to ask a question yeah and I finally was like okay I don't have to ask permission she's not being difficult she's not being harsh she's just very straightforward and 
give the bullet points and me, I'm the storyteller. Like I have to give all of the details. Mm-hmm. And so trying to get that balance um, has been really interesting, but it finally got yeah. there. And I think that that is, I think that is important to have a successful business and to be successful in not just as an owner and an employer, but as an employee, you're contributing so much to that company. And it is important to make sure that you're balancing yourself out too um, yeah. to help that business grow. Yeah. Like I remember the first time Cassandra, she, you know, she's a single mom doing amazing at it. Like I commend her. I tell her all the time, like I couldn't do what you do. Like if I was a single mom, I fucking shoot myself. Like not literally, but I just, I couldn't do it. You know, she's raising two amazing kids and one kid just graduated high school a year early. And I'm super proud of him. He's very smart, very intelligent, 15, um, you know, and I'm just like, go Cassandra. She's doing amazing, you know? And so she was probably like year two, three with us. I don't know. And she had bald tires. So I made up some stupid ass excuse to take her fucking SUV oh, yeah. to a job yeah. site. And I'm like, Cass, I need your, you know, SUV to job. And I have an SUV, right? So she, she didn't even think nothing about it. Didn't, you know, I was just I, like, here, take the keys. If you need to go, go. I asked her why she was on the phone so she wouldn't go with questions. I'm like, mute them for a minute. Hold on. And she's like, here. So she gives me her keys. We take it to the place to get new tires for her. And they're like, oh, well, we need brakes. We need rotors. We need this. We need that. So we do all of that for her, you know, and we don't say shit. We just give her keys back and go because like when I roll with her, you know, you could tell when your waters are, you know, rotors are warped because your yes. wheels start shaking and, and her brakes weren't stopping well and they were squealing. And I'm just like, we can't have that. And like her rack and pinion, you know, I'm just thinking it was that, but thank God it wasn't. So I was like, okay, well, maybe it's stabilizer arms. So we had to fix stabilizer arms. We had to fix, you know, brakes. We had to fix tires, you know? And so she, she gets in the car, she drives home. She's like, wait a minute, I can stop. Cause she's every day that she left, she'd be on the phone with her sister, her dad. As soon as she walked out that door, she'd instantly be on the phone with her sister, dad, like, like that's her cool down from the day. You know that I already knew that. So I'm like, she ain't going to notice this until she's like halfway home. Right. I told Chris that. And then sure damn enough, I get a phone call from her that was like, um, where did you take my car, Heather? I'm like, we took it to the job, right? I'm still trying to, you know, do this whole lie thing. And she's like, no, you didn't. What did you do? Because I can stop. And then I get a phone call from her dad, of all people, just thanking me, you know, and just is like, oh, okay, yeah. I, you know, why, why would you do that? Like no employee or employer has ever done that yeah. for her. And I'm like, cause she's. She's got a baby in that backseat. You know, I need, I need them safe. You know, I, I'm, I'm worried about their well-being. Like she's busting her ass. You know, I can't, you know, I can't have something happen to them. So your dad was like super thankful and he was like, oh, and I know it really, I mean, that was the last thing I expected. Cause we were, I'd only been with y'all. I started in July and that was in October that you did. Y'all did that. And it was the last thing I ever expected. Because I just, I was like, well, you know, I'll get it fixed when I, I'll save up the money and get it fixed. And, you know, I was like, it just completely blew my mind. But y'all had done things, not necessarily that, but just in general. And I think not that you ever expect as as an employee for your employer to, to go above and beyond what they should do. But I think that it helps build a relationship that ends mm-hmm. up being such a strong one between the two. Um, for example, when Brayden and I got into our car accident when we were T-boned, I was actually telling somebody about that the other day because you yelled at me as we are laying in the hospital beds, like with the neck braces on us. And I'm apologizing for not going back to the office after picking up Brayden from school because we got T-boned. But y'all kept Jay overnight for me because there was there I couldn't obviously go get my kid from daycare, um, and you know watching Hayden for y'all and you know I think that doing things like that, especially when you are such a small company, really does build a a strong relationship both but personally and business, and it mm-hmm. it makes. I think both parties want the other one to sh- to succeed that much more. So you end up putting more and yeah. more of yourself into it. Um, and that's just it because a lot grateful. of, 
100% because a lot of employers take take advantage of their employees. And you're never going to you're never going to have employees that stick around like right as I as I tell people your your goal as an employer is to make sure your people are happy so they stay because it costs you time, it costs you resources, it costs you money to hire, to put the ads out, to interview, to come in and figure out what's going on, right? And to train all these and then sometimes even those trainees stay for a month and it's a waste of your time. You know, so do small things, find out about what they like. Like I I stress this a lot on my coaching. What makes your employees drive? Is it family time? Is it paid time off? Is it vacation? Is it recognitions? Is it bonuses? Is it company barbecues? You know, what is it? Like we've done so many company things to build our team, team building. Mm -hmm. Like I'll never forget the damn go-kart thing. I think that was the the best one. That was everybody. Like I told, I just rented out like I I think I did like 30 passes and I had all of our employees come. I had their families come. I had their kids come. The competition, let me tell you guys, the competition between all the guys on that slick track. Oh, that was awesome to watch. We got kicked out. It was fun though. It was but worth it. 100%. We had some of the reps come as well. You know, we had some of the warranty reps come. We had some reps from, you know, like Hayward and Pinter and Janie. You know, so we we just did a big kind of company just to get to know each other outside of that. And, you know, things like that, when you do company barbecues and you do luncheons or dinners or whatnot, you know, it's always fun to do little things like that outside of it because you want to build that work ethic. You want to build that team build. You want to do things that appreciate them. And like Cassandra for her tenure, you know, we did we did it on year nine for her because I knew she was going to expect something for year 10. I'm like, I'm going to surprise her that bitch never gonna know it's what's coming awesome. and i didn't i know unfortunately her kiddo got sick so we did a we did a you know uh, all-inclusive paid trip for kentucky i we were hinting at it for like a long time like if you go anywhere on the world like i wasn't limiting it right i'm like if you go anywhere on the world where would you go and she picked kentucky of all damn places i'd be like let's see sicily italy we're gonna go to morocco we're gonna you know that's where i would be well because i was like okay that's such an odd question oh it was tennessee tennessee because i wanted tennessee. to go no you're good had sam and david still live there definitely it would have been kentucky now i kind of um it was yeah but i was like that's an odd question and she's asking on my birthday but i'm not gonna assume anything but just in case we're gonna give her some more kind of close so it's not ridiculous and then time went by and I didn't think about it again I was just like okay random question but all right and didn't think about it and then y'all surprised me with it with the kids on video chat mm-hmm. and um yeah it was every it time was a, every huh? time I would tell Cassandra like, we need to have a conversation the first thing that pops in her mind is my fired. That's literally the first thing. And I'm yeah. like, Cassandra, if you don't stop saying that every time I say we need a conversation, I'm going to end up fucking firing you one day just to <laughs> get it done with. Just to get it over and done with. <laughs> and then carry on the conversation as if I didn't fire you. And then you'll yeah, be like right. really confused. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun trip. Uh, yeah, Jay ended up with Strap halfway through the trip. And then the night before we left, that poor kid ended up sick to his stomach on top of having Strap. But they still loved it. They had so much fun and and it was good just to yeah. hang out with my kids. And so yeah, it was non-stress, time. not worry about work, not worry about family, yeah. not worry about anything. Just just spend time with kiddos. Breathe. Everybody needs that. Well, what's one last thing overall as we've grown from just you and I up to you know 15, 20 employees that you would give to somebody that is hiring either somebody new or somebody, let's do two, somebody new, like we've already done that. So let's do somebody that has been with us for a while coming in from another company into a new company. What's something that you would give advice to them for office personnel, right? Like what, what can we do better to help you like in the field? Somebody coming from another pool company in uh-huh. ours. Into um, any other company, not necessarily ours. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would say... Uh, them coming in from another company into your company, yes, they're going to know things about the pool industry. You hope in any way, um, especially if they're doing that. But if I think to some degree, you still need to treat them as somebody who knows nothing in, in a way about it. 
and train them how you want them to be trained and train them how you want them to operate your business because they're coming in from Joe Blow's company and they already have a mindset on how certain things work, but y'all are two different in you know companies. So you're going to have one way of operating. They're going to have another way. So you kind of want to humble yourself and hopefully humble them or they'll be humble them, you know, already and train them as if they're coming from the ground up. But keep in mind, they do know some of the pool stuff already uh, because y'all are going to end up butting heads if you don't. Yeah. And listen to them. Like some people have really good ideas that come in like Devin, you know, when Devin started, we implemented a lot of things that Mm. Devin was like, Hey, Heather, let's do this. Let's do that. Some things worked great and some things sucked, you know? Yeah. And you'll never know until you try it. So don't be a boss. That's like, okay, well, you don't know shit. I know better than you. I'm higher than you. So I'm not going to listen. Don't be that person. Listen to what your employees say and try it unless it's going to, you know, devastate. They're like, oh, let's give everybody a hundred thousand dollar raise. Obviously don't do that stuff. But if it's something that you can implement (laughs) and try without detrimental issues to your business, do it. Yeah. And, and on the employee side to that, whether it be a tech or or an office personnel, um, don't go into a company with the mindset of, I expect this or I'm not doing it. Like we had somebody who did that was like, no, I'll only install heaters for X amount of dollars. My dad. Well, that too. Oh, we had two of them. Yeah. One recent that came back um, and has hmm. moved on. But um, that person ended up leaving because they thought that they were, were, there was a certain amount they should be paid. And then reality hit that they didn't know everything that they thought they knew. And they came back with a humble attitude and, Works great for, you know, while they were here and then they ended up going for a different adventure mm-hmm. in their life. But so I'd say, yeah, know, they got out of the pool industry altogether. Yeah. I'd say just keep yourself humble on both sides and know that there is room for growing and learning. And each person, we are our own human beings and we operate in a different way. Um. And it's up to us, you know, as employees and as employers to really learn how that person is and hopefully come together and make a business really successful because it can be done. I mean, look at y'all's company. It's been amazing and it just keeps getting better and better because we each have learned to be gracious and kind and humble ourselves and learn from each empathy. other. Empathy. I had to learn yes. empathy so much. Like I, Hey, you know this, but my listeners don't, I'm not an empathetic person. I, that shit doesn't work well for me. I am not empathetic. I am not, I'm not the person that feels sorry for you. you tell me you cut your foot. I don't give a shit, get a band aid. move on. Right. That's just, that's just me. Shit happens. Now I am empathy when, you know, it's like somebody passes away. That's really close to your kids hurt or kids sick, right? Anything to do with kids for me. I like all empathy, right? Like I, I feel that um, like when Cassandra, you know, had major issues going on with, you know, her oldest and she was having to take off a ton, a ton of work. And my close friends were like, Heather, why haven't you fired her yet? Like, I don't understand that she's missed more work than she's been there. I said, guys, I said, because when she does miss work, she makes up for it. And we're not behind because I'm, I'm taking up the slack because she needs to be there for her family. Like why punish her? Because something happened medically with her son. Like that's beyond her control. Her son's health has to come first. And because of that, as an employer, that looks so pity on you. I get that you need that role done, but as a business owner, step your ass up and do it. Like that is why you have your business. You have to help people. So just no, make sure. I was genuinely grateful because we spent the better part of nine months at Children's mm-hmm. Dallas after he had gotten, he was in sixth grade and got sick. And then mm-hmm. we spent, yeah, the better part of nine months. And, and yeah, I'd come in. There were mo- days where you'd be like, no, go home, mm-hmm. like, go home. And I'm like, no, y- y'all, you know, I still have a job to do. And I'd be busting my ass when I was there, but you did step up and pick up a lot of slack and you were like, no, he comes first. It'll all be okay. Cause I cannot tell you how many times 
And I don't think I've ever told you this. I would literally cry myself to sleep going, how am I going to pull this off? We are spending the better part of this nine months in um, at this hospital. I have bills. I have a job I'm not doing. At some point, she is going to get tired of the fact I'm not there, even though I can't do anything on it. And it really does. And not saying everybody has to do things like that, but when you're empathetic and when you understand there are things out of your employee's control and you step up and you are like, you know what, this is how we're going to go about this. It really does make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Now, if it was just, they were screwing off, then yeah, I let their asses go. But yeah. things, you know, that are out of somebody's control, um, it really does make a big difference. It does. I wasn't going to let you go over that. Only when I call you a bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys and gals. Well, thanks for listening for this week's episode. I appreciate it. This is Heather and Cassandra. Bye. Thank you. Y'all have an amazing week, 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 whatever this is, (laughs) whatever this is. All right, guys. See y'all next week. Bye. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 